This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3536 for Monday the 21st of February 2022. Today's show is entitled, Laptop Power Problems. It is hosted by Andrew Conway and is about 23 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, this is a story of a laptop with two power problems. Hello Hacker Public Radio people, this is McNallu here, also known as Andrew, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about my adventures with a laptop that doesn't know whether it is plugged in to the mains or not. Specifically, it thinks it's always plugged in, even when it isn't. Now, I don't know when this started, but it probably be, it had been going on for quite a while, and I hadn't noticed because I have it plugged in almost all of the time, so it's not a bad default assumption. And of course, I noticed this when I, on the rare occasion when I had left it um, uh, not plugged into the mains, and it came to my attention a few times that my laptop had mysteriously completely shut down and I didn't know why. And eventually, I was sat at it when this happened, and, and, I, and at the corner of my eye, I noticed that the battery indicator was very low and was rushing over to collect my mains cable, and then it, that's when it quit. So I knew something was up, and then when I looked at it more closely, yeah, it, indeed the problem was the laptop thought it was plugged into the mains all of the time, and occasionally would also give me a message along the lines of, um, your laptop is plugged in but is still discharging, your power supply is insufficient, that kind of thing. Um, I was using Slackware Current at the time, and um, that was KDE that was a little widget in the bottom right of the screen on the taskbar that was telling me that. Now, also... The other problem I had with the laptop is sometimes it would just stop charging the battery. Again, I didn't notice this because I have it on mains power most of the time. I mean, that may be the problem. Maybe I should, you know, I think it's good practice to um, let batteries discharge and charge up again rather than sitting there plugged into the mains the whole time. So, yeah, it could be my fault. So I actually ordered a a new battery. Um, A bit annoying the way that happened is that the, the company was the only one that said they could get a new battery to me within the week, so I took that. And the rest were all, well, it must come from China, I suppose, so it was going to take over a month. And, of course, the one that said they could deliver it within a week couldn't. So I gave up on them, cancelled the order, and then the very next day that battery arrived. But by that time, I'd already ordered one from China. And um, I presume it's from China, I don't really know. Uh, And, anyway, mysteriously, that did arrive two weeks later. Um, So I ended up with two Uh, batteries. Anyway, so I swapped the battery and thinking, hoping that that would solve my issues, but alas, it didn't. It seemed that whatever the issue was, it was the charging circuit, not the battery. Um, I mean, the battery was not in great condition anyway. It could only charge up to something like 64% of its factory um, rated capacity. So the battery did have that problem, but the other problems I was experiencing uh, I think are related to either the power connector or some electronics on the motherboard. Now, I had ruled out the operating system because I um, started up other OSs on the same laptop and they all reported the same symptoms, including Windows, so a radically different OS from uh, Linux. So I was quite certain that uh, that this was a hardware issue, my laptop. Okay, so now I accept that the the laptop has a hardware issue. What could be done 
Well, um, well, the first solution was I noticed that I could get it to start charging again, see if it, it got stuck at 34% or something like that, or more worryingly, a few times it got stuck at 0%, so, um, you know, the slightest jostling of the mains cable would cause it to quit immediately, couldn't charge the battery at all. Um, so the solution to that was, it's an Asus EP, sorry, not EPC, an Asus Zenbook, um, I think it's a UX550, something or other. There's some letters after that as well. I don't think that's so crucial. Um, but this, with this series of Asus Zenbooks anyway, uh, what you can do uh, is there's a power button, which is, actually looks like a key in the keyboard. In fact, it is a key in the keyboard in the top right, which is very annoying because, you know, obviously you could jab at my mistake uh, that should be recessed and put out in the corner like most laptops. But anyway, that gripe aside, what you need to do is hope... Is Shut down the um, well. I think you have to shut it down, plug it into the mains, and hold that power button for a long time. Now I think there may be two time lengths that are crucial here. There may be a five second, maybe a ten second. Uh, I think maybe also there's a forty second. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but certainly if I held that power button down for forty seconds or slightly more, then then when the laptop wakes up again. It seems to have wiped all its battery knowledge, it reconfigures itself, and then it will allow itself to charge the battery again. That's why. That's so. So the battery charging problem, I can get around by doing that, and it happens only rarely. It's not common that I need to do do that. Um, and since I don't often restart my laptop, that's probably why it's not common. So there's that. Now the more serious problem is that because the battery thinks it's plugged in, sorry, the laptop thinks it's plugged in all of the time, it never warns me or takes uh, that it's running low in the battery, and it never takes any power saving measures either. Now, I can do, you know, I can manually intervene, you know, by when I'm working at it on battery, keep an eye on the, uh, the battery indicator, but that doesn't really work, because I'm sure like many of you hackers out there, I get quite engrossed in what I'm doing, and I'm not looking at the battery indicator. I really need it to sort of slap me in the face and say, look, look, I'm at 10%. You better plug me in right now, uh, or you're, I'm going to quit the hard way. Um, so, and that's not good, let's face it. It's not good to quit the hard way. It may have been a factor in the fact that this, this laptop, um, uh, its previous uh, drive, which I think I did another HPR episode about, um, it failed. It may have been a factor in that, quitting uh, mid-write or something. I don't know how these SSD works, how these SSDs work these days um, in detail, but I can't imagine it's a good thing to be, you just have the your, your, your power cut from the battery at hardware level because it's run out of juice. Anyway, so I need to do something about this. Well, I, I started poking around and when you look at the stuff that KDE tells me about the battery, it seems to be just coming from um, the information that you will find under... Let me just quickly look up the... Um, let's see. So, let me see. I'm typing cat slash sys slash... I think it's power underscore supply. No, it's not. It's slash sys slash class slash power underscore supply. And then you've got a choice of two directories, AC0 or BAT0, so I'm going to go for BAT0, and then I think, yeah, I'll go for status. 
yeah. So it's a, a pseudo file. It's not really a file. It's a, a file that, that's in SysFS that the, char, that the laptop has... Um, sorry, that the Linux kernel has created for me. Um, and this status file, it's got one word inside it, and it is charging. And that's at the moment is correct. The laptop is, in fact, charging. Now, the problem is, if I disconnect the power cable, that file status should contain discharging, but it doesn't. It contains the word charging always, no matter whether the cable is plugged in or not, whether it's charging or discharging in reality. And various other numbers that I see in there, when I look at the dig beneath the, the immediate UI of KDE, going to deeper energy settings, well, it's still in a UI, but just deeper down, it seems to be pretty much reading what's in under that slash sys slash class slash power supply slash bat zero slash, and then all those files. So um, I scratched my head for a while. Now, those files are um, not real files. They're created by the Linux kernel, allowing you to see what's going on in other applications. So I thought, well, maybe I can fool KDE into um, seeing other readings. So what I did, my first attempt was I used an, um, an overlay file system, um, and I mounted that bat0 subfolder or subdirectory under that slash sys, just there. And if I write, for example, to the status file and put the word discharging in it, then anyone that tries to look at uh, that file will then see the overlay version of the file, not the actual file underneath. Now, yeah, you have to be careful because you don't want this you know, I think maybe you could destabilize your system by spoofing entries there. But here I'm making sure that I only just alter a few select files in the bat zero and files which I know are giving incorrect information. So I didn't think that, as long as I'm careful, I don't go scrubbing other directories and overlaying uh, willy-nilly um, all over the place, then um, I should be okay. Now, just the details of how I do that. Uh, so what I did was use the overlay. I used just the mount command, so it's mount minus t overlay, uh, then overlay again. I'm not sure why it says overlay twice. Minus o lower dir, and then that then that is the path to uh, the the bat zero folder, and then upper dir. That is a path to another folder which contains my spoof versions of the files, and then there has to be another uh, option, comma work dir equals, and then that's just some um, space anywhere in your system where it can um, uh, it can it can do working for this. Um, and uh, and then I think the final um, uh, argument is as normal with mount, where you want it mounted, and I want it mounted over the top of that bat zero uh, folder. So um, what I'm really saying is there's a real directory on the bottom which is that bat0 directory, then there's my directory which overlays it, which can contain a few files which spoof the files that are really there, and then I'm telling the mount command that I want this to go over the top of the existing bat0 directory. So yeah, it's a bit, um, it's a little bit con confusing. I don't even quite remember how why that command uh, is structured the way it is, but if you read the documentation, uh, you, you'll get it working. So, yeah, I, mean, I think hopefully you get the idea uh, of an overlay. So, um, I did this, and I would say I got partial success. Sometimes it would take notice of um, the, f 
fact that I'd spoofed the status file, and sometimes it wouldn't. And when I say it, I mean the KDE widget, but the power widget in KDE. Now, I suspect the reason it wasn't working consistently is because it doesn't pull that file. It doesn't go to that pile, that file and say, what is your value? Instead, it maybe looks at that file sometimes, maybe at startup or when KDE is starting up or something. And sorry, there's a smoke alarm. Just made a noise there. I think it was a smoke alarm. Uh, I think the way the KDE power widget on the desktop works is that it's probably tuned into events to do with power from somewhere. Now, I did a lot of reading of KDE and the Linux kernel, and I found lots of confusing information. I didn't find a way for me to be able to intercept those events and read them, uh, or, or spoof them for that matter. Uh, and I felt like that's a after I spent like maybe a good hour in that, I decided that that was a rabbit hole that I was going to reverse out of. So instead, my second solution, which I had in mind as well, is, is some ways less elegant um, in that I have to stop using that KDE widget um, other than as a battery meter. It will tell me correctly how much power is left in the battery, uh, how much charge is left in the battery, but it won't tell me whether it's charging or discharging or notify me uh, if bat the battery is getting low. So instead, what I did was I went and created a, a script. Now, I did this first as, as root, uh, just as a, as a test. Now, what I do here is also in that slash sys slash class slash power supply slash band zero directory, there's another file um, called energy uh, now. Um, and what I did, and there's also power now. So energy now basically is telling you how much charge is left in the battery. And um, and power underscore now, so energy underscore now and power underscore now. Power underscore now tells you, I think it's really telling you how much current is drawn from the battery, or it could be power in watts. I haven't really um, noted which number it is, but... What's crucial is if that number was greater than zero, the battery was being drained. It's, the, it's like the current, it's some measure of current or power being drawn from the battery. So I could use that, I thought, uh, to detect whether the battery is in fact um, being discharged. And if it's discharged, it's not plugged into the mains. And if that's the case, then I can then monitor energy underscore now. And when that gets um, below a certain level, I can take some action. Now, I actually did try that, and uh, it wasn't successful. It, it worked sometimes, and then it didn't work other times. And the reason it didn't always work consistently is I couldn't rely on power underscore now to tell me whether the battery was, in fact, discharging. So it seems that whatever problem has afflicted this laptop seems to have infected power underscore now, or power underscore now isn't reliably updated. Sometimes it's non-zero when the battery is being drained and sometimes not. I, I don't know. It's unreliable is the, is the bottom line. Um, however, um, there is a, still another alternative route. And so what I did now was I wrote a little bash script and the bash script read, actually uses the read command that's available to you in the command line. So I would read energy one, energy one's a variable, less than sign, and then slash list slash class slash power supply underscore supply slash bat zero slash energy now. 
then sleep one, so it sleeps for a second, and then reads, does the same thing again, but now reads it into a variable code energy two. And by looking at the difference between energy two and energy one, I can now tell, without any problem, without any cause of uh, potential uh, misleading um, problems occurring, whether the battery is being drained or not. If energy two is less than energy one, the battery is being drained. Over a second, it's bound to have decreased if the battery is not plugged in. So, and then also I discovered that in that BAT0 folder, there was another um, file called capacity, which gives you just a percentage. It just gives you a number between 0 and 100. Um, and so I can use that actually to quite nicely decide when I want to take some action. So what my script did initially is that when I go down to a low value, um, I've currently got it set at 20%. Um, which is a bit conservative, I know, but basically it suspends the laptop when it gets to 20%. When the get, laptop gets less than 30%, it starts to let me know uh, that it's about to suspend. Now, at that point, I can um, I can do a number of things. Um, now, I say it lets me know. Well, it was supposed to let me know, but what I discovered was that I was using a, com a command called notify send, which you can issue that in the command line, and it will display a pop-up window to your user um, that I think it lasts for about five seconds by default with a little text message. So my text message says, um, uh, warning battery at whatever percent will suspend at 20%. And then uh, and then about a second before it does the suspension, it will say about to suspend. Um, and then it says delete the file slash temp slash suspend to stop me from suspending. Right, so you can see, uh, how this is working. It's looking at the file slash temp slash suspend as, as a flag to say, right, we're, I, I'm going to suspend if, if you don't delete this file. Now, um, now, actually, this is the final version of my script. Now, earlier version of my script um, had uh, uh, was that, no, sorry, yeah, so I'm confusing myself. Yeah, so what I, I did here is, as root, I tried to do that, but the problem was notify-send doesn't work uh, because if you issue it as root, it, um, root doesn't have a, an X window display or a graphical display, so it just doesn't do anything. Um, and I tried all kinds of things to try and tell it which display to send the message to and sudos and SUs and, you know, like, I tried everything I can to make it actually um, uh, get it to display on my regular dish, my user's account, but it wouldn't work. I just could not get it to work. So the solution to this was this script itself doesn't need to be run by root. It, nothing that it does requires uh, root privileges. So I run the script as my regular user, and then it, it all works. Uh, when I say it works, if I type the command on the command line, you know, issue it manually, the, the, the command to run the whole script, it works perfectly. Then, of course, I don't want to be running this command manual all the time, so I put it in a cron job. And then in the cron job, it all works, except it won't suspend the laptop. And the reason is that the when run through a cron job, for some reason I don't quite understand, the user loses the ability to suspend the system. Only root can do that. So that is where this whole slash temp slash suspend file came. So what it does, when, it wants to, when it's time to suspend, it writes that file, just as a regular user, because slash temp is, can be written by anyone. And then another script that's run by my root user, it's a very simple script, 
um, all it does is it looks to see if there's a, that file slash temp slash suspend exists. If it does, then um, it uh, it waits for uh, one second. I don't I can't remember why it waits for one second. There was a good reason for that. I think so something could get written to a log file, uh, just give it extra time. And then it issues the command login ctl suspend. Uh, and then that will suspend my laptop. So that's that's how it worked. Now, the first time I wrote this script, um, I uh, the laptop was well, well below 20%. And then I plugged it in. Um, and it was all working fine. And then uh, one minute later, uh, it shut down again. You know, and I thought, well, why is it why is it done that? And then so I started it up again. Well, it, 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 sorry, suspended. So I took it out of, of its suspense, and another one minute later, down it went again. I went back into suspend, suspend, uh, being suspended. And I thought, why is this happening? I went, oh, of course, nothing removes that file slash temp slash suspend. Now, in my hay, then I started it up again. But at this point, I completely forgotten where this file was. <laughs> I know it actually does notify me, um, but uh, I think maybe at that time it didn't notify me that I could delete that file. So I just completely forgotten where this file was. And then I had one minute to start up the laptop on the command line, go and find my script, find where I put that file, then go and delete the file. Now that doesn't sound like it should take a minute, but somehow, I don't know, it did. And so I had this ridiculous um, kind of like... um, uh, this ridiculous sort of groundhog day thing when my laptop would suspend itself, come back to life, and then I would have the short time to find this file and delete it so it wouldn't do it again. Um, and uh, yeah, it was quite it was quite it was quite amusing. It was a bit like one of the stories you might get in Doctor Who where you're stuck in a time loop. <laughs> anyway, so that's why um, now the, the the script that root runs the first thing it does when it finds that file slash temp slash suspend it, it deletes it. So that if you do wake the laptop up again, uh, then and you've plugged it in, and that file doesn't get recreated, it won't immediately go back to sleep again. Yeah. So it might have been that I had less than a minute programmed in as well at first. I don't recall. But anyway, it was it was quite funny for a while. Uh, somewhat frustrating. So so the push comes to shove. It's now working really nicely. Um, my laptop can get down to whatever percent I like. It will start to notify me that it's getting low, and then it'll get down to another percentage, and it'll just suspend. So if I've wandered off and I'm on a phone call or I've been distracted and left my laptop and battery, I'm pretty confident uh, it will it will shut itself down. And of course, as this is done by a cron job, it's nothing to do with KDE or anything. It's quite a you know a lowish level uh, solution. Um, it doesn't matter. I could have it running in a just a, a shell, you know, with no graph, you know, no X windows or whatever, uh, and this would still work just fine. I'm not relying on anything else. So, yeah. So it's not ideal, you know. Um, and I've lost all the ability to um, use KDE's power facilities uh, on this laptop, but I don't really care. I didn't really use many of them. Anyway, so um, that's my little story. So over to you. Um, is there a better way, do you think, uh, I could do this? Can I intercept events and get KDE system working again? Do you know, can you tell me how I can intercept those events that KDE is listening out for? If you know that, please do tell me or record an HPR show about it. I'm sure other people might find that interesting. 
Thanks very much for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR is kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.